humble seekers. Yesterday at 1 o'clock, a group of us got back after 25 hours on a bus from St. Louis, Missouri. That there was a busload of students from this campus who went to seek the Lord. I remember being in, in college and people told me, they're like, hey, if you want to grow in your relationship with God, you know, go on a mission trip. And I was like, okay. Like, I want to grow. I'm going to do it. And the other time they said, if you want to grow, go to World Youth Day. I'm like, that sounds like a lot of money. But they said, well, it's worth it. And, and there's something to that. And so this week, there were 17,000 college students filling the stadium convention center. And you can't describe it. To be in a room with thousands of people who then drop to their knees in, in adoration and, and sing, it just it does something. It's, it's also why we gather as a community. I, I hope that we all pray at home. But it's a different experience when we come together. God doesn't want to just save us individually. He wants to save his whole family. Our gospel today speaks of these humble seekers, these magi, who leave the comfort of home and the conveniences of home to travel far in hopes of encountering something or someone worth it which is very different from Herod. Herod says, hey, come here, and here, you, you go. You go seek for me. But that's what's interesting about the Christian faith is no one can live it for us. I mean, parents, you have felt this cross perhaps, that you can, you can desire the faith so much for, for our children, but the child himself, herself, they have to respond. But that's how God made us. He gives us freedom, and he works with this invitation that having other people seek, it doesn't change us. Sometimes we find... it's kind of the people in the gospel who are just kind of watching Jesus, but they don't want to get in the game themselves. And so the Magi are willing to put themselves out there in hopes of something better. And their journey, their encounter, changes them. What do they learn? Well, the gifts that they present to the Lord reveal what they learn. So first, gold. Gold are their riches. They're, they're fitting for a king. Fitting for Jesus, who is the king of kings, who already holds all riches. God has all riches. I love that there's a line in our, our first reading about how the riches of the sea shall be emptied out before you. The wealth of nations shall be brought to you. That God... God has everything. God is in need of nothing. And I think there's a, there's a fear that if I, if I follow God, 
that he's somehow going to take something from me. That he, he's going to want something. I mean, the, the reality is, he doesn't just want something, he wants all of us. But what we can fail to see is that our God is never outdone in generosity. That, that when the prodigal son comes back home, that the father says to the older brother, says to him, that everything I have is yours, that I have given you so much already, and there's so much more I want to give you. That the God of all riches actually wants to bestow his riches upon us. That he actually wants to liberate us from clinging to riches and wealth, to then be open, receptive, available to receive what he wants to give us. I think anybody who has ever tithed, you know, given 10%, that's what, you know, that, that they know that secret, that it's more blessed to give than to receive, that the more I give, that the more I receive in my life, that, that it frees me from clinging to this false god of, of money, that, that, that he is king of my life, that I put myself and my gifts at his service. At the conference, there was a, there was a section. I was, I was looking at the video because there were, there were about 350 to 400 priests is kind of a lot of priests. And so we're all in a, on the screen. I'm like, wow, there's two sections. I'm like, wait, there's a third section. There's more priests. I was like, oh, wait, no. The third section was seminarians. There was another like 150 men in cassock and surplus who have a desire to become a priest, that, that they've encountered the one who is never outdone in generosity. Actually, you can keep in prayer. I think a number of our students are discerning vocation, and one even mentioned that after being there this week, that, that he wants to prayerfully take that next step or more open towards seminary. And, and I just want to say it's so fitting that to, to give God not just some, but to give God all, there's so much peace, there's so much freedom. So recognizing the kingship of Christ is actually, it's liberating for us. Secondly, frankincense. Frankincense, as you can see in the word, is it's incense. And incense is what's used for the gods. And the one I seek is God. That, that even, ultimately, what we all seek is God. Even these, these magi from the east and, and people that every, every person on this campus, at the end of the day, is, is seeking God. And that we're seeking happiness. But it's the God, who, the God of peace and love and joy and connection. And God is the one who holds all things in his power. And when I, when I put God first in my life, when I acknowledge he's God, I'm not, I was talking to someone this week, they were, they were feeling a great responsibility. They're like, I have to, I have to, it was actually this, this father who was at the conference with his daughter, and he's like, you know, she was hanging out with me, and 
and I just want her to get plugged in and make this response, and I, I don't know what I can do. And I just looked at him, and I said, do, do you feel responsible for your daughter? Are you? He's like, well, I mean, I'm her father. I want what's best for her. I'm like, are you responsible for her choices? He's like, no. And I, and I, I did my Father Matt thing. I kind of reached over, and I was like, I just want to remove that burden of responsibility that you're not God. God actually loves your daughter even, even more than you do. And, and, it, and you just saw, he, just, he texted me later, he's like, thank you for just reminding me of that. I feel, I feel such peace now. That, that recognizing that the weight of the, sometimes we can feel, even in college, we can feel like the weight of the world is on my shoulders. I have to figure out who I am. I have to figure out you know, what I'm supposed to do with the rest of my life. I have to find my vocation. And that just feels like a lot of pressure. But, but if I can actually just find God and put him in that first place in my life and recognize that he's going to reveal it in the proper time, that, that that's his job, that it actually liberates me just to be who I am, his, his beloved son or daughter. I, I ran into a priest friend from seminary and... I was on my way to go take a nap, actually, and uh, I ran into him in the hallway, and, uh, and he's like, we should like hang out and talk or whatever, and I'm like, okay, I'll, just, I'll give you 10 minutes right here, bro, but I, I'm going to bed. <laughs> um, and, and, and he talked about, um, I asked him about how he was doing, and he's like, you know, I'm just, I just feel really tired as a priest, and I feel like I'm always like amped up on coffee because I asked him like I'm like how do you if you're so tired how do you do what you need to do as a priest? He's like well I'm always amped up on coffee, <laughs> and I was like well you and the college students both but um, but so we talked about I said well so we talked about like priorities and putting God first and what does that look like? We talked about loving ourselves, loving God, loving ourselves, then loving others. And, and as, we, as I just listened and asked him questions and we talked this out, I, I saw him just like physically, his shoulders just kind of dropped a little bit. They just relaxed. And you could, I could see him just like, he expressed that his, he had hope again. That when I know that, when I put God first and at the center, that everything else just falls into place. Of gold, frankincense, and third, myrrh. Myrrh is just a peculiar thing. That myrrh is a kind of a balm that's used in burial. And so this king, this God, chooses to enter into our humanity and make himself open, liable to suffering and death. That our God doesn't just stand far back and, and he's just waiting for me to mess up, or he's mad at me because I fell into that sin again. But he chooses to enter into the darkness and the mess and the reality and the difficulty of our world. That he chooses to enter into the possibility of suffering, even to suffering, even to death, out of love for me. That, that you could say all of his riches, all of his power, 
are actually in service to me and my salvation. The Jesus who chooses to enter into humanity and to enter into the cross, that he never asks me to go somewhere that he is not. That Jesus chooses to go where we are. So even tonight as we sit here and maybe we feel, I feel like God is, I need to find him. Father Matt, you're talking. I need to go find him because I don't know where he's at. I feel like he's so disconnected. I feel like I can't hear his voice. I don't know where he is and what he's doing. The reality is that he's actually here with us. Otherwise, I wouldn't be where I am. That, that he's with me now, and he actually wants to lead me in a, in a new direction. So for every, so let me just put you at ease, perhaps. As much as we might feel like we're in the wrong place right now, we wouldn't be there if it wasn't God's will. That somehow, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. But where God wants to lead me tomorrow and the next day and forward, he, he wants to reveal that. I don't, yeah. Some of, the, some of the priests at the conference were asking me, they're like, hey, uh, so Lowry, so you're taking a 25-hour bus ride back home? Like, you know there's flights. Um, and my, I guess I just feel like my response was, because that's where the students are. The students are on the bus. So that's, what I, that's where I want to be. And I learned that from Jesus, who says, I know where you are, and that's where I want to be with you. Like, yeah, but, but Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm sinful, I'm weak, I'm broken, I'm confused. And Jesus says, uh-huh. All the more reason that I want to be with you where you are, in your humanity, and especially in moments of suffering and difficulty. And I want to lead you in this better path to the Father. That when these magi leave, they don't go back and they don't share with Herod what they encountered. Because you can't... How do you articulate an encounter with a person? It's just like me trying to express what I experienced at Seek. I, I'm sorry, I, I'm doing the best I can, but you can't articulate in words an encounter with a person who changed your life. But instead, we show by the way we live our lives that we are different because of that encounter. That the Magi, they, they depart for their country by another way. That a genuine encounter with the God of the universe, the God of all riches, the God of our humanity, that a true encounter with him, it changes the direction of our lives. That we're refocused on what matters. That we know that we're not alone. And that we know that as much as I think like, I feel like I'm giving, that he's the one who gives me everything. And that sometimes it's helpful. That's why we do pilgrimages as Catholics. Sometimes it's helpful to go far away, to go on a journey, to seek him. But we don't have to do that. We can actually seek him even close to where we are. That 
I remember in college, people said, if you want to grow in your relationship with God, pray a rosary. Everybody kept saying, pray a rosary every day. Even Mary, when she appeared, I was like, okay, that's pretty strong testimony. I was like, okay, you want to grow in your relationship with God, pray a rosary. I'm like, I'm willing to do anything. And so I started praying a rosary. And maybe that's the, the question tonight is, are, are we like the Magi? How much are we willing to seek the Lord, to put ourselves out of our comfort zone, to do what's suggested, to do what's offered, so that we can recognize the God of all riches, the God who's never outdone in generosity, the God who's with me, that as much as I'm seeking him, that a search for God reveals that he's actually been here the whole time seeking me.